Stormlight. From Flashbangs and Frag Grenades. By Calchexis. Read by Sam Gabriel. Based on League of Legends by Riot Games. Chapter 5 Report Vi looked over the mess of shaking officers while Caitlin questioned them. The rain was coming down harder than ever, and the night was wheeling into the morning. Not that anyone could tell with the cloud cover. I came out of nowhere, Mum. The enforcer Caitlin was glowering down at said quickly, We lost contact with the lower levels of the dam, but before we could move anyone down to investigate it, the firelight swarmed us. Firelights. Caitlin turns to Vi, who could only shake her head. Sighing, she looked back at the enforcer. What about Jinx? Did you see her? I know you know what she looks like. You all saw the hex cast of the last match. The enforcer turns to his companions, but all of them gave the same answer. None of them had seen her. Fine. If you're uninjured, then rearm, resupply, and gird your loins because we're heading back into that dam. Caitlin pointed past them towards the rain-slick stone edifice that was still lit haphazardly by faltering lights. Of the forty-five enforcers that were assigned to guard Dam Six, only twelve were accounted for, and two of those were walking wounded. It only took Vi a glance to determine they'd be no good in a fight. True to their story, they bore wounds and armor damage that was consistent with the weighted bludgeons that the Firelights preferred. Between those, their athletic abilities, and the speed they could ramp up to on their hoverboards, even a glancing blow could be lethal. The two that were with them were relatively lucky to have gotten away with a few breaks and fractures. I still don't get it, Cupcake, Vi said as Caitlin rejoined her. We come down here in a tip about Jinx, and then out of nowhere we get a report of Echo and his firelights hitting a dam? I agree. It doesn't make any sense. What dam? Caitlin pulled off her enforcer's cap and ran her fingers through her hair, wringing out the rain that had soaked into the fine strands. Could they be working with Jinx? Vi shook her head. No way. Echo and Jinx may be trenchies like me, but they haven't been on the same wavelength since they were kids. There's an ocean of bad blood between them. You're certain, Caitlin pressed. I... Vi started, clamped her mouth shut, then shrugged. Certain as I can be, Cupcake, for whatever that's worth. Jinx would have to have something big over Echo to get him on her side, and in case you forgot, my baby sister ain't exactly the, um, blackmailing type. So I recall, Caitlin replied dryly. Mom, we're ready. Caitlin nodded briskly, turned them towards the dam, and they began marching. Vi hated everything about the situation. She had no idea what they were walking into other than that Echo and his gang were involved. Normally the Firelights and the Enforcers kept up a mutual agreement not to mess with each other. Echo was more concerned with cleaning up Zahn from within while Vi did it from the outside, and it had always worked out for them. So why now? Why here? What did this damn damn have to do with anything? The Enforcers that they joined up with had fled the tight quarters raid after being scattered, so they had almost no useful intel. They only managed some kind of cohesion because Caitlin had wrangled them together. According to the enforcers that made it out, everything had been fine until a report of some kind of disturbance on the lower levels came through. Three of them went down to check it out and never reported back. Then, one by one, the lower levels went silent. And before anyone could do anything about it, the upper levels got absolutely plastered by Echo's people. 
It rankled because this didn't match up to anyone's M.O. At least if it were Jinx, they could just hand-wave it off as her need to destroy. Sometimes that was all the logic that existed as far as anyone could tell. If Jinx was involved, then she was being quiet, and that was terrifying. It also meant that Echo was working with her, which was doubly terrifying. And Vi hated being scared. Her gauntlets hissed and whined as she flexed the pistons and compressors on reflex, opening and closing the temperature throttle the way another fighter might pop their knuckles. Fine, it's going to be fine, Caitlin said in sotto voce as they reached the upper length of the dam. I just don't get it, Vi repeated. None of it makes any damn sense. I know, and I don't like walking into a situation with missing intel any more than you do, but this is our job. She reached the main entry gate for the dam and passed her multi-key over it. The hex grid scanned it, recognized her sheriff's credentials, and clicked open with a pneumatic hiss with Vi at the fore, fists raised, and Caitlin aiming over her shoulder. Only darkness waited within, deep and yawning, and illuminated only by the lights from Vi's gauntlets as she moved slowly through the door. Clear. Vi nodded the rest of them in. Caitlin followed, rifle up and panning for threats, while the enforcers followed suit with their carbines. Nothing. Lowering her rifle, Caitlin motioned for the enforcers to gather. We're splitting here, she said. Sultan Yusuf. She gestured to the most senior enforcer. Form them up into two squads of five, and to pick a sergeant for the other. I want the turbine stations on the north and south ends of the dam fully secured. Yes, mum. Yusuf snapped a salute. What about us, Cupcake? Vi asked. What have I told you about calling me that while we're working? Caitlin asked archly. Not to. And yet you still do. Gotta remind the men you're still human, Cupcake. Vi replied with an insouciant little grin before leaning over and pecking a kiss on her cheek. Caitlin rolled her eyes but didn't argue the point, and Vi was polite enough at least not to bring up the color in her cheeks. Even after several years, Vi was pleased to see she could still make Caitlin blush. So? You and I are going down to the lower levels, Caitlin replied. It's tight quarters down there, so numbers won't serve us, and it will be hard enough to use this. She patted the stock of her rifle, without a squad of enforcers cluttering my line of fire. Ah, come on. Vi threw an arm over Caitlin's shoulders and pulled her down and in, much to the men's amusement and Caitlin's chagrin. You know you just want a clear view of me fighting, you can admit it. Caitlin seized Vi by the ear and dragged her up. You're a louse, Violet Kiriman, she said pointedly. And you all, she said, turning to the enforcers, ought to form up and mind your own business. A chorus of quickly snapped salutes answered her, followed by the hustle of boots on metal and stone as they dispersed to their targets. A moment later the two of them were alone, and Caitlin released Vi's ear and lowered her hand. "'I need you to be serious about this, Vi,' Caitlin said quietly. "'Yeah, I'm sorry,' Vi grimaced as she looked towards the stairs leading down into the lower levels. "'Just nervous, I guess. I don't know if I hope it's her or if I hope it ain't.' "'I know.' Caitlin replied, but we need to go down either way. I hope you appreciate the self-control it's taking not to comment on the way you said that. Just take the bloody stairs, Violet. 
Flexing the pistons on her gauntlets, Vi shot her wife a grin before turning and taking point down the stairwell. She made a lot of excuses as to why it was only the two of them going to the lower levels, but the truth was much simpler. Neither of them worked well with others. In fact, the only person either of them routinely felt comfortable fighting alongside was one another, and in a pitched gunfight that could mean the difference between life or death. For Vi, it was simply that very few people could keep up with her. For Caitlin, it was the physical distance she fought at, combined with the emotional distance she kept from her people. Only Vi knew her well enough to comfortably fight inside the sheriff's line of fire. In addition, if Jinx was prowling the lower levels for some reason, then the other enforcers would just be dead women and men walking. By unspoken agreement, the pair of them descended in silence. Whether or not it would help wasn't the point. Vi was having a hard enough time focusing as it was. Her mind was spinning around the possibilities, and not for the first time she regretted the fact that she didn't have her wife's analytical mind. Caitlin could see a hundred separate things and figure out how they all tied together, while Vi could barely tie her bootlaces. She was a thug, she knew that. She was even content with the role, but it meant that in situations like this she was at a loss. Echo's presence, Jinx's movements, what did it mean? Vi stepped onto a catwalk on the second lowest level. The path spanned the great foundation pillars of the dam, and far below she could hear the pistons chucking dutifully away. The catwalk itself was wide, you didn't say it was, better than two meters across, and bolted to the pillars. From that vantage, she would have been able to see most of the lower floor, the lights were out, though, and both floors, upper and lower, were doused in pitch black. Hey, Kate, Vi whispered. Light? Caitlin lowered her rifle and flicked on her flashlight, casting the beam over Vi's shoulder. It wasn't much, but any more would ruin her night vision. What's that? Caitlin hissed. Vi squinted into the distance. There was something ahead of them, a bundle of some kind resting against one of the pillars that held up the catwalk. Dunno, but it ain't moving. She advanced by steps, and slowly the object resolved, and Vi grimaced as she recognized the armor of an enforcer. Shit, Vi muttered as she moved up closer. She didn't need to be a doctor to see the man was dead. His armor was riddled with blood-stained holes that had stopped leaking a while ago, that wasn't the concerning part, though. Kneeling, Vi pushed the enforcer's head up and swore viciously as she looked over the neon-green mustache and cartoonish eyes that had been painted over his mask. No more speculation, then. This was the proof they needed. She's here, Kate, Vi breathed. Jinx's is... Dear friend, across the river... Vi froze, and her throat seized as she stood sharply, bringing up her fists and cocking the pistons to high pressure as Caitlin backstepped, stuck the small flashlight between her teeth, and brought her rifle up. My hands are cold and bare. The voice was soft, and the words were muttered as much as sung. It echoed strangely among the cyclopean pillars of the dam, and Vi spun about, seeking a face in the darkness, a form, a source, anything. Dear friend, across the river, I'll take 
what you can spare. Jinx, Thy called, and her voice bounced around in the shadows. Come out! I ask of you a penny, my fortune it will be. Where is she? Caitlin hissed. Where is that coming from? I don't know. I ask you without envy. We raise no mighty towers. Vi redlined her gauntlets, and they glowed with a fiery heat, casting the room with a dark, bloody illumination. Our homes are built of stone. Footsteps approached from the far end of the catwalk and Vi spun about with fists raised and bared her teeth in a snarl as she made out the familiar shape that was coming for her, the height, the smoothed back hair framed by a wide, flared collar of crimson and gold. Dead. He's dead. She shot him. He's... So come across the river. Jinx emerged from the darkness her shoulders heavy with the straps of her enormous guns, and the words of the familiar trenchy begging song spilling from her lips. And find the world below. Gods, Fi whispered. She looked just like him. Guess you and Hat Lady got here before we could finish, huh? Jinx sounded disturbingly calm even ignoring the two wide smiles she always wore. That's okay. I was kind of hoping you'd show up. What are you doing here, Jinx? Vi snarled. What am I doing? Jinx cocked her head to the right. I'm doing... things. Yeah, that's it. I'm doing things. Or maybe I'm not. She cocked her head to the left. I think I'm... Remembering. Licking her lips, Vi glanced over her shoulder at Caitlin, whose eyes were wide with fear. She shook her head frantically, begging Vi with her eyes not to engage with Jinx's, to just bring her down. Sorry, Cupcake. Vi turned back to Jinx, cycled down her fist, and asked, What are you remembering? Jinx had her hands in her pockets, and she looked strangely young and almost sheepish as she shrugged. Things, Jinx repeated. I remember a bridge and a fire. I remember faces and screams and... She lifted her hands to her cheek. I remember your face, fat hands. Vi swallowed thickly. Terror warred with hope in her chest as she took a step forward. Are you a friend across the river? Jenks asked, looking up at Vi. More than a friend, Pow Pow, come on. You're almost there, Vi begged. Just, just a little more, please, it's me, it's Violet. Jinx's slash of a smile turned glassy. Vi? Violet? Fly stands for violence, stands for vicious. She took another step forward. Stands for sister? 
Her heart was thundering, and her throat was seizing around her breath as she nodded. That's right. Tears were almost blinding her as she flexed her armored fingers. Come on now, it doesn't have to go on like this, she begged. Just drop the guns, just... You can come with me, me and Cupcake here, okay? You can come topside. We can get you help. Help? Jinx echoed. You think I need help? Vi swallowed hard. You're sick, Pow-Pow. You're sick and you need help, so please. She inched forward, not yet lowering her fists. Just come with me. Pow-Pow? Jinx took a hand from her pocket and set it on the trigger of her rotator cannon. Pow-Pow's right here, she said, spinning the barrels up. Pow-Pow's a good girl. But every time she talks... Jinx pulled the trigger and released a quick, deafening salvo that chewed part of the pillar Vi was standing behind in a gravel. She breaks things. That's your name, Vi impressed. It's your name. My name? My name is Jinx. Stands for Jinx. You're not a Jinx, Vi cried. Your name is Powder and you're my sister and I love you. So please, God. Please! Just put down the guns and come with me! Tears were streaking down her cheeks, painting lines in the dust that coated them, leaving tracks of dark grime as she revved and cycled the cores in her fists again. Please, Pow Pow, Vi begged. Don't make me do this. Jinx drew her other hand out of her pocket. Don't. Vi's heart froze cold. It was a makeshift trigger-style detonator, the kind used by the gangs in Zaun. Pow, put it down. Dear friend across the river. Vi, move! Caitlin screamed. My hands are cold and bare. Jinx closed her fingers around the trigger, tightened her grip, and... Hundreds of pounds of pressure exploded out of the rear vents of Vi's gauntlets as she kicked off. One moment she was standing still, and the next she was on Jinx. There was no time to think and no time to hesitate. So she grabbed Jinx's hand, fired the pistons of her atlas gauntlet, snapped her fingers closed, and Jinx screamed as her hand, trigger and all, were crushed. Pain. Blinding, white and furious and blinding. Her hand was on fire, and that was if there was even a hand left. Time slowed to an agonized crawl. How long had it been since this kind of agony had cut through the numbness of her scarred body? How long since her venomous brain had registered this many problems in one place? No matter. Partition, block the pain, time, buy time, more time for Blondie, more time to plant the nine, nitro nine, tunnel crack for rock, nitro for metal for tech, hextech, more time to shatter the buttresses, holding the damn dam up and damn the dam to rubble. Pow Pow roared as Jinx squeezed the trigger and swung the barrels, spitting fire like a metal dragon, stitching a searing line straight up. 
Vi stands for violence, swore and dodged back. She let go of Jinx's hands. Don't look, doesn't matter. Partition the pain. Focus, focus, focus. Jinx flexed, bearing Pow Pow's weight with her whole body as she wrenched up the spinning cannon one-armed to send a stream of tracer fire down the length of the catwalk. Swearing again, Vi pulled both gauntlets up and a blast shield of kinetic energy exploded into existence around her. No matter, doesn't matter, don't need to hit, just need to stop her. Delay, process, partition, block the pain, gunfire. Fire downrange, listen for the trigger, listen for the click. Jinx jerked to the side as Hat Lady pulled the trigger. Her rifle barked, lighting the shadows of the sublevel with muzzle flare and again. Her shots went wide and she cussed viciously as Jinx ducked, bobbed and cackled all while swinging pow-pow wildly about and spraying bullets. Hat Lady screamed as a pepper of shots clipped her, spinning her in place before landing her face down on the hard metal grill of the catwalk. Blood began to pool and drip down through the gaps in the metal. Kate! Fi kicked off backward, keeping her shield up as she dropped to a knee by Hat Lady. Oh, getting dizzy. Jinx staggered. Her vision was swimming and her guts were churning. Blood loss, too much outside, not enough inside. Inside should stay inside. Looking down, Jinx swallowed back the agony as she took in the ruin of her left hand. Or what had once been her left hand. There was nothing there now, nothing below the wrist. Vi stands for vicious. Hadn't just crushed her hand. She'd torn it off. That explained the dizziness. Fortunately, there was a solution to that and Jinx raised Pow Pow's red-hot barrels up to the ragged wound. Silly blood! Jinx swung her head so her braid flopped around and across her face, and she bit down at it hard. Stay inside! Scorching hot metal met ruined flesh and hissed like a thousand furious cats, and Jinx screamed against her braid as she nearly bit through it. The air filled with an iron stink, and Jinx wrinkled her nose as she let her braid fall from her mouth and spat out a mouthful of blue strands it left behind. For a moment, just a moment, she was exhausted. The long night was catching up, the long days too, the years maybe as well. Some dozen meters away, Vi was crouched over Hat Lady, muttering softly as she pulled her into the cover of the hall and its iron door. There were tears in her eyes and streaking down her cheeks, tears for the pilty, tears for powder. No tears for Jinx, though, because she wasn't powder, she was Jinx. Stands for Jinx, she muttered quietly. Vi stood and stepped out of the darkness and cycled the cores of her fists. The Hextech machinery hummed, the pistons clicked and hissed, and the temperature around them spiked. Vi bared bloody teeth like a mean dog and began stalking towards her. Jinx! Vi snarled the word out like a curse. Stands for Jinx. Why? Jinx cocked her head. Everything felt brittle. Her whole world was shaky. Everything except Lux. Somewhere up there, Lux was doing the plan. Because Lux was good and perfect. She was smart and strong. She would do it right. Jinx just needed to buy a little more time. Gotta do it. Jinx said. No one else can do it, so it's gotta be me. Why do any of this? Vi screamed. Vi didn't know. Vi didn't understand. Not anymore. She'd forgotten the subways and the sewer tracks, maybe even forgotten the taste of recycled air and bitter metal water. She'd forgotten what it was like to be in the world below. She wasn't from Zon anymore. She was the friend across the river. Her hands weren't cold and bare. 
They were sheathed in metal and hextack. Doesn't matter, Jinx replied, shaking her head. It didn't have to be like this. Yeah, it did. Vi clenched her jaw and raised her fists. And Jinx raised Pow Pow in response. Hey, Vi. Jinx pulled the trigger lightly, spinning up the barrels. Yeah. Remember that question I asked? All those years ago? Which one? There was so much darkness, the lights had died down. The glow of the barrels had faded, and even Vi's gauntlet seemed to barely pierce the shadows. Are we? Are we what? Still sisters. Vi's face was cast in ghastly light as she brought her fists in close at a high guard. Her jaw was set and her eyes were hard as winter sky. I don't know anymore, Vi said quietly. Jinx huffed on a quiet laugh that was nothing like her usual cackle. It was thready and broken. Maybe it wasn't a laugh at all. Maybe it was a death rattle. The last gasp of another life. Yeah, Jinx said quietly. Me neither. And she opened fire. High above the foundations, Luck stepped back from the last of the five enforcers that had been sent to garrison the South Turbine Station as they slumped to the ground. She wiped her blade down, clearing the edge and fuller of blood before sheathing it. The charges were in place. All that was left was to release the safeties on the outflow. The plan had been simple. Jinx would plant the tunnel crack. Lux would plant the Nitro-9. According to Jinx, tunnel crack had to be placed just right, but Nitro could go wherever. Once that was done, Lux would go to the South Turbine and release the safety valves, but only if there was time. She had made Jinx promise to pull her trigger and escape if there was too much risk, since Lux could extract herself with magic or, failing that, with Echo and his firelights. Lux agreed to abort and fall back to Jinx if she hit the same scenario, and they would blow the place once they were clear. Since Jinx hadn't blown the damn sky high, that meant that she needed to open the outflow valves and ensure that the maximum amount of water would come out of this section and guarantee the sewer manifolds wouldn't open. Echo! Lux leaned out of one of the windows and looked down at the leader of the firelights who was standing on a borrowed hoverboard and staring out over the basin. He looked up at the sound of his name, nodded once, then ascended until he was floating in front of her. What's up, crazy girl? Echo asked. Did you get the foreman's keystone like I asked? Echo chuckled, then reached into his ragged vest and pulled out a uniquely crafted Hextech multi-key. Give it! Lux held out a hand. Before I do that, Echo said, I gotta ask something. Lux grit her teeth, but let it pass and waited. I called Jigs crazy and you snapped. I call you crazy and you don't bat an eyelash. Why? Her mask kept her expression hidden, but she was smiling all the same as she raised an eyebrow beneath it. Wouldn't you get angry too if someone insulted the person you loved most? Lux asked. Another swell of laughter rose out of him. It was a nice sound. He was a nice guy, frankly. Echo was an unabashedly good person, if a bit rough around the edges, and that was something she couldn't say of very many people. I guess I would, Echo said as he slapped the key down into her hand. And I'm just throwing this out there too, but... Is that really you under there, Crown Guard? Luck stiffened, then sighed as she drew her hand back, 
reached her other hand up and popped the mask free. It was the magic, wasn't it? She asked dryly. Not many light mages in Piltover, Echo replied. Don't worry, your secret's safe with me. Not like anyone would buy it anyway. Good. I'd hate to have to kill you, Echo grimaced. You know, most people would say that as a joke, right? I'd never joke about killing you, Echo, Lux said with a smile. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. He rubbed the back of his neck sheepishly as Lux turned to run the multi-key over the hex grid to release all the restrictions, then plugged it in, turned it, and gripped the master control level for the safety valves. The moment she pulled this, every alarm in the dam would go off. That would be the signal. She would wait until either Jinx fired her flare, or to a sixty count, and then pull the trigger. Echo, can you, can you do me a big favor? Lux said as she looked up at the young Zonite. Can you go down and? Already on my way. Echo sketched a mock salute as he drifted back, then tipped backward and dropped, leaving behind a streak of viridian light. Please be safe, Jinx. Lux muttered as she pulled the lever all the way back, and alarm klaxons began keening throughout the facility. Jinx was breathing hard as she staggered back. Broken ribs, lots, cracked jaw, sure it was. Lots of other bits and bobs out of place, too. How many? Too many, too many to count. Come on! Fi surged forward, raising her left fist in a guard, and her blast shield snapped into existence with it as she cocked her right arm back. Spitting out a goblet of blood, Jinx unleashed another hail of gunfire straight into the blast shield, shredding across it. It wouldn't break quick enough. She knew that. Vi knew it, too. She didn't know everything. Just as the shield hit critical and Vi was all but in her face, Jinx let go of the trigger and dashed forward. Screaming her own defiance, she planted a foot, spun, and swung Pow Pow's massive body around herself, building enough momentum to meet Vi's remaining shield with the butt of the cannon, shattering through it with the massive weapon. Shit! Vi snarled as Jinx bashed through her guard. The armored body of the gauntlet crumpled under Pow Pow's weight, and Jinx cackled as she felt metal give way and fragile Hextech circuitry shattered. She also felt her own weapon buckle. The firing mechanism was slag. The ammo feed, too. Pow Pow did her job, though, and sent Vi stumbling back with one ruined gauntlet hanging limp and dead from her arm. She couldn't let up, couldn't give an inch. Jinx threw herself at Vi with a high shriek of laughter, swinging Pow Pow like a bludgeon, and Vi met her blow for blow with her remaining fist. Metal fell from their weapons. Barrels were dislodged from Pow Pow as plating was shredded from Vi's gauntlet. They met with a deafening clangor of metal on metal, and both staggered back from the impact. Vi's gauntlet was flickering on and off, its circuitry barely functioning beneath the brutal damage while Pow Pow was practically in pieces. Give it up, Pow! Vi spat. I don't need these things to break you in half. You're almost on your ass anyway. Maybe, maybe not, Jing said. But hey, at least I've proved I can beat you with one hand tied beyond my back. She raised her stump and cackled. Or, you know, wherever it was you left it. Vi's face flushed with naked fury, and she let out an animal bellow as she shed the wreckage of her gauntlets and charged Jinx down with her bare fists out. You can do this, Fishbones whispered. Then you can sleep, eat, get some water. You need a rest. Jinx scoffed. She knew that. She didn't need bones to tell her that. She swung Pow Pow at Vi, who, free of the weight of her weapons, bobbed and wove with liquid ferocity around the clumsy swing. Then she was up close and laying in a withering barrage of body blows into Jinx's abdomen. Blood filled her mouth and nostrils as she was pushed back step by step, bones fractured, muscles bruised and tore. Snorting like a bull, 
Jinx spat a swelter of blood into Vi's face, and her sister roared as she reeled, wiping at her blinded eyes as she tried to keep up her guard. No use, though. Jinx swung her scrapped weapon hard, and Vi took the hit on the meat of her shoulder. Even with her guard up, Vi's eyes flew wide as the shock beat the breath from her lungs, picked her up, and sent her flying less than a meter into the stone pillar, rattling her skull and dropping her to the catwalk grill. At that same moment, warning klaxons began to howl, and Vi snapped her head up in panic just in time to see Jinx's grin grow wide and feral as she dropped Pow Pow, pulled a flare that had been hooked to the back of her waist. She had it aimed at one of the wide vented openings near the top of the sublevel that led out into the cold, soaked air of Zaun. Pull the trigger, Blondie! Jinx howled as she bit down on the ripcord of the flare and pulled hard. A spear of white spat from the flare, and, as usual, her aim was perfect. It soared out into the shadows of Zaun, then exploded, lighting up the dark city with bright gold. And for a moment Jinx basked in the glow. All the pain faded for that instant as Vi screamed, forcing herself to her feet and barreling at Jinx. She never made it. The cataclysmic scream of tunnel crack filled the sublevel as the whole dam rocked drunkenly. The metal of the catwalk shrieked as the foundation pillars they were bolted to shredded apart. It twisted and yawned, throwing Vi and Jinx back and forth as it began to come apart. What did you do? Vi bellowed. Before Jinx could answer, the catwalk heaved and whole sections of it fell to pieces. Kicking Jinx and Vi both into the air, Vi managed to kip back and land in a graceless sprawl. Jinx missing one hand and nearly blind with blood loss, exhaustion, and agony didn't quite make it. The catwalk creaked ominously as she hung from a fragment of railing while the dam cracked and water began spilling and pouring. Barely minutes were left, maybe one or two, three at the outside. Probably not even that. Powder! Fi threw herself forward and thrust out her arm. Reach! What? Jinx cackled. I mean... She raised her ruined arm. Unless you want to give me a hand? Fuck! Vi tried to crawl forward, but the catwalk bobbed and dipped the moment she put a finger's weight on it. Jinx threw her head back and laughed. It was hilarious. It was just the funniest thing. Her sister was trying to save her. After all that, after everything, with the world coming to pieces around them, she was still trying to save her. And the best part, it was her, Jinx, who was trying to save lives. It was the funniest thing in the whole wide world. In the distance, Jinx heard a familiar hum of widely pitched blades riding the dense winds of Zaun. Looking back at Vi, stands for sister. She bared her teeth in a bloody smile. Vi looked awful. She looked broken and exhausted, and there were tears smearing blood and dust all over her face. But she was Vi. That's right. She was Vi. And Vi stands for Violet. Hey, Vi! Jinx crowed. I remember you! And she let go. Jinx plunged into the dark on the heels of her sister's soul-wrenching scream, and the ground raced towards her. Before it could meet her with a grisly hello, a streak of green light blasted across her vision, and a strong hand closed around her good arm and wrist. Gotcha! Echo's board whined as it struggled with the sudden extra weight. Will you stay still, you psycho? Jinx was spinning around in the air, laughing high and loud. 
as echoes soared around streams of high-pressure water and falling rubble towards the fissure that she had cracked into the base of the wall to get them inside the dam in the first place. Ha <laughs> ha! Look who it is! Jinx cackled. The boy savior! They broke through the fissure and into the rain-soaked early morning of Zaun in time to watch cracks spider-webbing across the surface of the dam. She counted in her head. Vi was fast. Faster than the cracks. Had the hat lady, not too bad. They were close to the north access, too. Jinx ran the numbers and smiled. She'd make it to the outer edge of the dam where the structural damage would be lightest. Barely. They would survive, and for some reason that made Jinx feel... good. You finally pass out? Echo shouted. You better not die on me, Jinx, or your even crazier girlfriend is gonna kill me in my sleep. Hey, she'd wake you up first, Jinx replied with a laugh. Probably. The dam shattered as they landed, the collapsed pillars and fractured hextech buttresses finally giving way beneath billions of tons of water. It swept out and down towards the sea gate like an oceanic apocalypse, and from her high vantage point on the cliffside, Jinx watched it roll out with a strange sense of satisfaction. Hey, Jinx, that, uh... Echo knelt and reached out to take her left arm. Oh, shit, Jinx, your hand! Hmm? Huh? Jinx looked over and then down at the stump. Oh, yeah, it's somewhere. She gestured vaguely towards the dam and the new lake that was forming. Down there. Pow Pow was, too, but that was okay. Jinx could rebuild her. You okay? Echo looked up and met her gaze, and Jinx was surprised to see shadows of real concern behind those eyes. Nodding, Jinx pulled her arm back and looked around, seeking the telltale glimmer she was looking for. She found it after only a few moments as luck shimmered out of invisibility when she rounded a corner near the cliff's edge, spotted Jinx, and let out a happy cry as she dashed towards her and all but tackled her to the ground. Ow! Jinx grinned through the pain as she got her good arm around Lux. Hey, uh, Blondie, that's like the rest of my ribs right there. Oh! Lux pulled back with a look of horror. What happens? Are you... Jinx, your hands! Her own hands flew to her lips as the blood left her face, and Jinx sighed as she held up the stump and wiggled it. It's fine, Blondie, I barely feel it, she said. It is not fine, Lux sobbed. You, your hand is... Jinx, what happened? Family reunion, she offered lamely. Darkness stormed across Lux's gentle features as she spat out Vi's name like an epithet and began shaking. That wretched... I'll kill her, she snarled. Blondie, it's fine. Jinx put a hand on Lux's cheek and smiled. It's fine. We're, we're okay, right? Her vision was starting to gray out as Lux paused, then slowly calmed down and nodded, taking Jinx's one remaining hand in hers and bringing it around so she could pepper the knuckles with kisses. Yeah, yeah, of course, Lux muttered. You're okay, and I'm okay, and we're okay. Did you see it, though? Jinx asked wearily as she leaned into Lux, who gathered up the exhausted Zonite in her arms. It worked, Blondie. It actually worked. I blew it all up. Lux nodded and smiled through a veil of tears. Yeah, you did. And you blew it up just right. Jinx leaned her head against Lux's shoulder. Memories of fire and flames from the past came back to her in flashes of blue light and screams. She did it right. She'd finally, 
finally done it right. I want to go home, Blondie, Jinx muttered sleepily. Can we go home? Yeah, Lux said. Let's go home. She stared sleepily up as Lux leaned down to kiss her forehead. Then Lux raised her hand and said, Hey, Echo, it's a long way home for us, so can I owe you another favor? The last thing Jinx heard was Echo's voice come through surprisingly softly. Nah, this one's on the house. As she drifted into the shallows of unconsciousness, her last vision was of Lux picking her up, and staring down at her with worried blue eyes framed by a halo of gold. Jinx didn't feel afraid of her dreams as the black claimed her. The voices were quiet. For once, everything was actually quiet, and in a good way. It was all drowned out by the sounds of golden light, and a familiar, beloved voice. We're going home, Jinx. The text of this story is available on AO3. Music by Dot Matrix. If you would like me to record a story, voiceover, or character, get in touch using the contact information available on my website, which is located at samgabrielvo.com. And there you can find other stories that I've read, as well as a link to my Discord server, where I record things live for your enjoyment. And finally, as always, thank you for listening.